Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, the Undisputed Era has arrived. You have the 25 days of Christmas. Impact's going to have the 25 days of releases. I send it you to Delicious! Yeah! It's, uh, it's hashtag Alpha versus Omega. Let's just say hashtag aroused. <laughs> no, you're going to step in that ring, and you're going to be looking at me eye to eye, and you're going to realize you ain't got a chance. Thank God we don't have to talk about it anymore. Because she got that cancer out of there. Sean stole my answer. I'm just glad we don't have to talk about this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not an insult. That is just a fact of life. Talk to me what it was like to get one more stunner and beer bath on Vince McMahon. Bro, Vince McMahon went out there and tried to claim that you know he didn't need anybody's help. Hell, he rode Stone Cold's ass the whole Attitude Era. I was a big part of what happened here, and he knows that, and that's the bottom line. For him to go out there and accept some plaque from Shane and Stephanie was complete BS. Stone Cold went out there, crashed his little party, rang it up with a couple of stunners, and that's the bottom line. Thank you very much for your time, Stone Cold. That's all you got to say to me is ask me one question, I give you one answer, and then you're going to shake my hand. You flew me all the way out here. Now you're going to bring me backstage and treat me like a jabroni. Well, I mean. You, did you I, not do any more prep than that? You got one question. Okay, what, what's your name? Mike. Okay, Mike, you're going to ask Stone Cold a couple of questions, and you just did one question. Do you know who you're talking to? My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I actually drew money. I actually was the world heavyweight champion. I won three Royal Rumbles. And you bring me all the way out here to the East Coast, to Brooklyn, you got one sorry-ass question for me. You're a chump. You need to go back to your house, do your homework, because next time when Stone Cold Steve Austin shows up, I want a proper interview, proper camera time, proper mic time, hell, proper interview uh, personnel. You got no business interviewing something like me, son. You're way out of your league. Go back and do your homework. I'm sure everybody back home is proud of you, but you're just a piece of trash in my eyes. Do you understand that? Yes. Thank you. It's been wonderful talking to you. That's BS. I hated talking to the sorry SOB. And that's the bottom line because I said so. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the max. 
and your host, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Deezer. Hello and welcome to another great episode of Wrestling of the Max. This is episode 283, part one. And of course, we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you go get all your great wrestling shows and podcasts and a lot more. And hey, don't forget to go hit that subscribe button at Wrestling of the Max or the W2M Network. And hey, make sure you also give us some big love on YouTube where we can get you a lot of our great content when it comes to the W2M Network. Once you hit that subscribe button, you do us a big favor but not only that you'll get an email or whatever comes your way to let you know when new episodes come up and of course all the great content will be followed and hey also make sure you go and do us a favor and give some big love to our friends over at fourwomanmania.com and lastworldoprowrestling.com both have great wrestling articles on each of those sites and they have other great content to go check them out they support us let's go support them I, of course, am your host, Gary Vaughn, and along with me tonight is Mr. Paul Leeser. hey And Mr. Sean Garmer. What's up, everybody? And guys, I am so glad we were able to be on this show tonight. Uh, if anyone wonders what happened to us on Thursday, well, hopefully you'll listen to the Raw, the NXT review, excuse me, uh, because I did tell you kind of what was going down. Uh, but what had happened was, like, don't you like that when people say that? What had happened was, uh, and, and this is the, the sad truth, is all three of us were sick. And it's uh, the wildest coincidence that I've ever heard of in my life. But I get a Paul, uh, Paul texts me and Sean and says, hey, guys, I'm really sick. I think I got the flu. Could you guys cover? And, and then Sean's texting at the same time. Uh, guys, I've got the worst cough in history. I don't know if I could do a show. And then I was going to text and say, good God, I, well, how did I get your symptoms? So <laughs> 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 and uh, Sean's in Florida. Uh, Paul lives in the same city as I do, but we just don't cross each other's paths very often. And so we have not been around each other. There's been no other kind of things going on. Uh, so it's surprising, but yes, we've all gotten sick. This great epidemic across North America has been wild. It's been crazy, but it's hitting everybody. And we got hit and all at the same time. So we apologize. We did not give you an episode, uh, part two of last week. We really wanted to. We tried. Uh, I gutted my way through NXT. Uh, uh, and I tried my best because I wanted at least one show that I needed that NXT show to be there. Thank you to Brandon Bisco being for covering from Paul. I did my best and I got through it. But I, after that, went to bed with the shakes. So it shows you how bad I was feeling that night. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to hit you with a double dose. And I, we should have done this before this. I should have gave you the superstar of the week tonight for last week but uh we'll just delay it we'll put it off and we'll give you last week's and this week's on thursday we'll give you a little bit of stuff for impact a double dose maybe of impact or half a dose of impact since last week's impact was not really huge or anything uh so we'll be covering a lot more of that on the next episode so you're not going to miss out on it we're going to give you all that content we just 
for those reasons, that's why we didn't have them. And uh, we still have a lot of cool stuff to talk about tonight and uh, lots of great wrestling news to come your way. We didn't get some things done on Thursday, so we'll do those tonight when it comes to news. And, of course, we're talking Ring of Honor as well. We're not going to miss out on that. That's going to be really fun for us to talk about, too. So, uh, once again, I mean, I know, Paul, you were really sick, man. How are you feeling now? You know, um, it's it's still... I, I at least sound much better, but uh, I mean, it's still cold, so <laughs> yeah, not not great there. But yeah, you know, I've been able to actually get out of bed and do stuff since Sunday, which is uh, very nice. So you know, uh, it's just the temperature changes here in Dallas have been absolutely insane uh, over the past week. So I'm pretty sure that's what did me in. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. And the thing is, is it, it has been such a crazy shift going from below 32 and, you know, hitting, you know, really low numbers to all of a sudden out of nowhere. Hey, it's 70 degrees. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. And then let's fall back down to earth at yeah. 34 degrees. Right back to uh, Boy, I, I'm telling you. And when you have those kind of spikes and lows and all those in weather, the weather itself gets a little freaky. I swear, as the cold front came in on Sunday night, I was sitting in the living room, and I just saw this flash of light. And it was lightning that I don't think I've ever seen before flash through my window. I I thought the paparazzi was outside. I said, they got the wrong house. I'm not the Miz. Uh, But, no, it, it was the craziest thing. So, the weather here is killing us, but Sean, weather is affecting you in Miami too. Yeah, uh, we didn't get, you know, the crazy cold weather that <coughs> you guys get, but I still have the cough, <clears throat> and uh, then woke up to Anaya being sick and the mom being sick, and uh, so it's uh it, when we get we got all the way down to like 35 which like never happens here uh if we get down to like 50 everybody's rejoicing you got cold weather okay so when you get down to like almost about to be freezing temperature here think about it when it goes from 37 for like a couple of days to like 73 all of a sudden yeah that's gonna mess with your immune system just like it did these guys mm. and that's that's what happened like all of a sudden oh i'm getting chills and going to bed and sweating out a fever and getting this cough. And yeah, we had uh, several other people on the site had the same thing too, not just us. Uh, so man, it's been going around like Gary said. Yeah, it really has. But you know, at least all three of us are together and at least we are closer to being better. Uh, I think maybe I am the most healthiest right now because you guys just kind of point out you're not all the way there. I mean, I, I think I'm about 90% there. It just affects all of us. My daughter's been sick as well, uh, and luckily my wife hasn't gotten sick, which I feel terrible as she did because when you're pregnant, you can't take anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, she thought I had the flu, so she like stayed away from me like I was the plague. Um, so very awkward when your wife walks way, way away from you. Well, actually, that happens more often than not. Maybe I should... Um, oh, <laughs> very weird very weird so anyway i'm sorry gary <laughs> no personal issues on the show i'm sorry guys i did it again um but uh really let's talk about wrestling really quickly here 
let's mention this. Let's uh, let people know that we did the Raw 25 talk already. Uh, you know, me and Paul usually do Raw every week, the review show. Well, Sean was able to join us, and so that was a lot of fun. We got it out there for you guys, so that's the reason I didn't mention it as it being a part of this show. That is going to be something that you get a chance to have a full show about us talking Monday Night Raw, and it's a really fun listen, so please go check that out. That's the only reason I'm not referring to anything from Raw 25 right now. Just want to let you guys know it's just it's a lot of fun. So please go check that out. But yeah, uh, we have lots of other stuff to talk about tonight. So why don't we go ahead and jump into some quick hits, guys? It's time for wrestling news. Quick hits. Take it away, Gary. All right, guys. Well, let's start off by talking about a few controversial things first, right? I mean, that's the way you kind of have to shake things out at times. And we are going to start out by talking about something that happened uh, last weekend, which was a SmackDown star, Jay Uso, got pulled over in Texas. And he not only just got pulled over, he got arrested yeah, for a DWI in Hidalgo, Texas. So this, you know, is something interesting for the fact that, you know, it's, you know, driving while under the influence, not under the influence, apparently. Uh, I, I just wonder what was really going on here. Of course, we don't have a lot of details on this, but, I mean, this is something that we have, uh, you know, going on, Paul. I, I don't know, you know, the full scale of everything, but, you know, Texas is not a place you want to do these type of things. Very true. Uh, WWE has also not really released any statement about it or anything like that other than um, you know, I guess acknowledging it. So I, there's been no suspension or anything like that, but, uh, yeah, definitely not a place you want to get caught DWIing for sure. Uh, <laughs> this Texas, they, we, we get pretty harsh on those kind of punishments. So, mm-hmm. um, it'd be interesting to see what kind of effect this is going to have on those guys, especially going into the rumble. I got the tag title match. Who knows? I think they did pull Jay from some kind of that Universal Studios like vacation thing, but that's it right now because he was on Raw and I think so far they're because he's not being charged. They're gonna just keep it quiet as mm. far as if they're gonna do anything. Yeah, I can't remember. We were watching Raw. Did they have any alcoholic beverages on the table with the APA? I, can't, I just can't remember. <laughs> I, I was wondering if they pulled that from pulled that from the segment because of Jay, you know. So I don't know, uh, but yeah, Jay Uso, you know. I just thinking to myself, why, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, not only that, this may not be alcohol. I mean, they, he did a breathalyzer and all that stuff. I think uh, from what I remember hearing, um, but you know, doesn't mean that's the substance he was on. So I'm just throwing that out there. It could be something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but until we get more information. Probably should leave that alone. We just, you know, wanted to make sure we make note of it just in case down the line here we have to talk more about Jay and they'll be like, well, you never talked about it. So we did. Uh, Let's talk about something else that's kind of been controversial. Roman Reigns in this steroid controversy. Yeah, I know. Lots of people were talking about it last week. You were probably wanting us to talk a little bit about it. Well, here we are. And the good thing is we kind of got a chance to to stay away from so much more of the rumor mill. And we're getting a little bit more details than we would have had if we would have talked about this Thursday night. 
And uh, really, this whole steroid controversy is, of course, because there was a steroid dealer by the name of Richard Rodriguez. And he threw out the name of several different people, uh, Mark Wahlberg being a big celebrity, Roman Reigns being one of the big names. But right now, the DEA is saying that they are not looking into Roman Reigns. He is not one of the people they are investigating. So that is very, very good news for Roman Reigns, especially for the fact that he was suspended uh, back in 2016 for a violation uh, based on steroid taking. So at least this is a better light, Sean, for Roman, uh, because otherwise it would been scary if he was being investigated by the EA. Yeah, anytime the DA DA comes knocking around, that's hello. Uh, I guess we missed on Sean. Uh, go ahead, Paul. You you in and out. We'll have Sean. He may he may have had a coughing problem. <laughs> that's very true. That's uh, <laughs> like oh god. I hope we didn't lose connection. Uh, yeah. So this is um. This is kind of a big deal that uh, thankfully has been uh, sort of stepped aside here since the DEA is mostly interested in going after uh, people who are trafficking, uh, you know, hoarding it or trafficking it or, or whatever like that. So um, you've also had Roman and basically anybody that Richard named has come out and said, no, we, we don't know this guy. We've never done steroids, blah, blah, blah. So um whether it's cover up or not, like I've been reading a lot of internet people like, oh my god, Vince is paying people off. It's it's probably not. It's just DA is only interested in catching the guys with the stuff, not really the people who bought it. See, this is what pisses me off, uh, Paul, is for the fact that I didn't get a chance to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was going to come on the podcast and I was going to say, Vince is doing it again. He got a guy off murder. He can get a guy off the steroid. So, uh, that's terrible. I know. I had to make the joke, though. I wanted to make that whole, you know, connection, but I, I just didn't get a chance to do it. But you're right. I mean, this is kind of interesting for the fact that, you know, really, it's about hearsay. They're going off. And this is, of course, not the DEA. This is basically all the websites and all the press are all going off of what the guy said, right. not what is really true, hardcore evidence or fact. Mm -hmm. And so for the DEA to come out without doing in, even more investigating and saying Roman's not even one of the guys we're really even looking at, that means – they don't even believe this guy. That means they've looked into this enough that they don't even have any connections at this point for Roman to be mentioned. So, uh, I mean, I, I look at this and say this has been a lot of hooey for no reason. And, I mean, uh, now that uh, Sean, you're, uh, you're back here with us. I mean, this is just, it's one of those things people like to point fingers. They, they like to kind of throw big names out there so they can just go ahead and bury someone else with them. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I mean, that that kind of happens, right, in a lot of these things. Sometimes they wind up being true. Uh, we had that with the A-Rod thing where he started naming people to try to get, 
you know, a monkey off his back and stuff. The, every time there's these big deals, they don't want to be the person or the sole person that talked about it. They want to involve other people so that it's not all on them and maybe he'll just forget about it and one of the other guys will be a bigger story or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so very true. And, you know, Rodriguez is definitely someone who is obviously a little bit of a shady person. And there's been some other records and some other things that have come to light that shows that this guy is not exactly on the up and up. So if you're taking your his word for it, I just don't know that you're really looking into someone who's credible. So hopefully, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm a giant Roman Reigns fan or anything, but when the guy didn't do it or when it appears that he didn't do it, let's cut him some slack, right? I mean, as much as some of those Roman haters out there want to get him fired or get him suspended, uh, just, you know, you got to be fair. I mean... I, I like I said, I'm not a Roman fan, but I mean, I got to be fair with the guy. I, I, this is his family and his life, also in, in perspective. This is not just about a wrestling character being taken off TV. This is about someone who has a family and who has, you know, future aspirations. I'm sure outside of the ring, mm-hmm. who could get all taken away based on a case like this, right? So, gotta have some compassion for the guy, and I'm so glad that. If this is the case, he's not involved, that his name is not getting slung to the mud. So, Let's talk about someone who may be getting slung to the mud. We don't know for sure, uh, but this is a, a really big controversial situation. And I think it speaks even more now that this guy has been suspended from WWE. And that is, of course, Enzo Amore. He apparently has been named in a case of rape. And that, ooh, that is not something you want to be named in. Um, but since it is something, uh, it's a situation that is not looking great at the moment for him. Uh, this actually took place in October. So this is something that they've been looking into. This is something that's been out there. But the police are investigating it. And WV definitely wants to stay way, way uh, from people who are involved in such matters. So they went ahead and suspended Enzo until they get more information. But if if it does come to light that he is going to be guilty or that it appears that he has some part in it, it looks like the zero tolerance policy will be in effect with WB and he will probably be fired immediately. So, Paul, I mean, I could expect nothing less. Yeah, there, there's a ton of details out there floating around on, uh, I think, Fightful.com broke a, a whole lot of stuff uh, as far as what went on between t- Twitter dialogues and, and conversations with the with the victim and all that. And the police have been investigating uh, since October, uh, so we may get a a uh, the results of their investigation sometime in the pretty near future, so we might be talking about this again very quickly. But, yeah, I mean, if he's indicted in sort of any way as having a role or or actually he did the whole thing or or whatever um he's gone you know (laughs) so uh and you know this is just sort of the political climate today like this like just being named already can do some damage to you so um it'll be interesting even if you know this is all they turn out to you know it's just somebody blowing smoke or whatever then you know, it'll be interesting just to see what happens from Enzo from that perspective. But um, 
I don't know. As far as I can tell, it's a lot of he said, she said stuff right now. So if the police have something more solid to it, then uh, good on them. But I mean, it, this is just not right in any sense of the word. Like awful, awful stuff. <sighs> uh, look, if uh, Enzo really did this, he deserves all the crap he's gotten for everything in WWE. And that's just minimal. I mean, yeah. dude deserves to go to jail or something like this if if it really happened because that's gross. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just nasty. Like, you just don't do that. I mean, you don't, like, get somebody on drugs and on weed and drunk and all that stuff and then decide, oh, I'm just going to rape. Like, what the hell, dude? Mm-hmm. I get it that drugs are involved on your end too, and and whatever maybe, but that's never excusable at all. It's just now, look, he, this also sounds very shady because she has a YouTube channel where the top thing on her YouTube channel is I faked the pregnancy. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I mean that doesn't really scream like oh I'm such a trustworthy person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. I, Again, like the people that she's claiming are witnesses to it or saying that they were they're ready to speak out about it and all that kind of stuff. So I think this is one of those that I don't think it's like the Elgin one where it's going to point one way and definitively one way. I think this might be one of those where it sticks in the in between for a while until somebody really puts it in a certain direction. So mm-hmm. um and look, WWE has to do this right now, right? Not just for the zero tolerance, but also because of what's going on right now in Hollywood. And you keep having people get named in these things. You know, James Franco and Aziz Ansari. It's going to keep happening. Yep. And you cannot be that one that continues to let somebody, whether they're a champion or not, or or a big figure or not, be prominent on one of your shows and then it turns out that it's all true and wow you just let a rapist be on your tv for six months like Mm -hmm. how awful does that look on wwe i mean look let's hope it's not true just because that's awful to think about that you know he would do that but or you know look it's not out of the question that, that she's just basically completely lying too i mean that's happened many times or or exaggerated something uh, than it than it wasn't. So, you know, again, I don't want to cast any blame on Enzo until we find out some kind of concrete facts. But the fact that the police are investigating this and they're awaiting things and all that stuff, that doesn't sound good. Uh, no, it doesn't. And, you know, I look at this as being a situation for Enzo as scary and why i say that is because well not only are you in you know a little bit of a deep issue with the police but you're also in deep with uh, social media you're in deep with uh, public opinion and of course the company you work for does not like negative news because they are a public traded company and uh so that's a, a situation where you may not have to do a lot. You may just be rumored to do a lot. And they just say, you know what? what really, honestly, could do without him. Mm-hmm. And uh, they move on. And really, where does Enzo go from there? I mean, sure, he can have some options. But 
Impact Wrestling. Uh, I mean, they may be interested because of the WWE being uh, as a part of his resume. Uh, some other places, but really far a few in between are really going to be looking for Enzo Amore. Let's just be honest. So this is not a good thing for him. And not only that, you know, we like we've seen with Michael Elegant, it has just become such a sad story for the fact of, you know, once a guy that a lot of people looked up to or to wanted to see wrestle has all of a sudden just kind of fall by the wayside because of public opinion and the things that have gone on with him. So uh, we're not casting any kind of, you know, accusations we're not saying Enzo did anything. I, I really have no idea. I'm just going by what we're reading on the newswire, some of the information we followed up on. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we just have to say that. That's all we can do. So just know that this is going on and that we're going to follow it closely. But, boy, I just it, it seems like one thing after another with Enzo. He, can't, he just can't catch a break. <laughs> I, I just don't know if even impacts, like – the crap that they are going to get mm-hmm. for having him work on a place that has national TV may be to the point where they can't. And we got to remember how online Impact is. Like, even more than WWE, like, Impact relies on people, you know, like us that are watching, that are very into social media, that are watching and all that stuff. I mean,. I don't know how many casual fans they really have, but it's not a huge number. And those online fans could be very, very vocal to the point where it's it's going to affect them if they try to hire him. If they, if that if this all goes down, and Enzo is at fault for this, but yeah, Enzo may just have to go find another line of work or just work indies. I good luck trying to find it. Like this serious felony stuff. If he gets indicted yeah. and charged and everything, so <laughs> good luck finding work anywhere after that. Yeah, it's going to be you know a rough road ahead for him if things don't work out his way for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about somebody that looks like it's, it's a brighter road ahead, uh, and that's EC three. Yeah, that's right. We're talking Ethan Carter the third. He looks like he is going to be a definite for WB. Uh, looks like it's a good deal. Deal's done. And, uh, you know, that could mean he hits Royal Rumble. That also could mean some other things, NXT. But Rumble seems like it's one of the favorites uh, out there for people to, you know, to consider him being a part of. Um, you know, of course, we've seen Bobby Lashley as being a, another person that's been released by Impact and, could make their presence known, but that's looking more not so, you know, fact or concrete. Uh, but for EC3, I mean, Paul, looking at this whole thing, it, it looks like it's a, it's a, something that uh, we can be excited about at least. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if the Rumble is necessarily in his future. I would think a trip to NXT and trying to figure out a new gimmick is in store, but... If they're just going to bring him straight up as EC3 or, or a name change variant as as a as basically a, a entitled rich kid, then I mean we we know that has legs, but we'll just have to to sort of I guess wait and see. Lashley is a little bit more interesting, um, just because people think he could end up in the Royal Rumble too, and apparently uh, they would have to seek out Impact Wrestling's permission since he's still under contract with them until February for him to do so. So. Um, 
lots of interesting stuff to keep your eye on, especially going into to the Royal Rumble this Sunday as far as Impact releases go. Yeah, EC3, you might want to start, you know, getting that limo ready, Paul. I, mean, I can't ride in the limo with him right now. I mean, yeah, it's just not happening. I'm not getting this guy sitting uh, at a Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no well, that's, uh, yeah, I mean... That's not what know. close personal friends do to each other. <laughs> so he effectively... Well, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I mean he's he's gonna be getting uh he's gonna be putting WWE into some trouble. You know, watch out, Rumble. You know, EC three's gonna go out there and and make his mark. I don't know that he's gonna get the AJ Styles pop or whatever. That's why I almost think it may be better to bring it back into NXT first, but you know, whatever they think works, I'm just gonna be happy to see him back. And yeah, I, I feel like last he's just he's going to be headed there whether he's there in the rumble or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the, the reason why I really want EC3 to be a part of the rumble is just to see what kind of music they bring him out to. <laughs> but not only that, I mean this is Philadelphia we're talking about, so you're going to have a, the crowd definitely be involved. At least you would hope so, uh, and really be into it. And of course, they'll know who EC3 is. Most likely, because that's definitely what the smartiest crowd. So, I really, really hope it works out that way for me personally. But I, hey, if he goes to NXT, I'm completely happy. I have no problems with it. I, I've said it, you know, uh, when me and Brandy were kind of talking about the whole Moss and uh, oh, now I can't think of his name. Uh, Sabatelli. Sabatelli. Thank you, Moss and Sabatelli. I mean, I would love EC3 to come in and take you know, the reins and make his own little faction there, right? I would love it. So, who knows? But lastly, like you guys said, be fun, too, to see. And the uh, main event, Mafia 3. Oh, boy. Ha! <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. Oof. That's scary. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really glad for those guys. I'm really excited to see what they can do. And, uh, you know, of course, this is the most fun thing about Royal Rumble because you just never know what's really going to take place and who's going to be there and all these rumors. It just makes it so exciting. So I just had to throw that out there. Uh, let's also talk about something else that's kind of interesting, like uh, something that really kind of bums us out, though. Uh, Samoa Joe will not be a part of the Rumble. That's a fact. In fact, he won't be back until March. Oof, that sucks, Sean. Yeah, it does suck. I mean, he would have been a great guy to have in the Rumble. Probably could have gone far or or at least had a significant uh, moment in there. So it really sucks to hear that he's he's not going to be able, able to be in at all. So. Yeah, um, that foot injury was some serious business. It's it's a real. I was really looking forward to that Cena interaction uh, that they had sort of started hyping up, but that's since been transferred over to Elias. Um, so I mean, just just get get good soon, Joe. We need you back quick, fast, in a hurry. Yes. Oh God, man, just missing him is gonna be. It's gonna be rough. <laughs> it's gonna it be is. rough. Go forward. It's gonna be torture. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, hopefully he does get better soon. And, you know, he's not the only guy dealing with these injuries. We also have Kevin Owens, who's dealing with a back injury. And he's even missing house shows because of it. So he's not going to miss the time that Joe's missing. But, man, I, 
uh, you just, you know, you, you know he's not doing as good as you want him to. Stuff's sort of piling up on him, too. Jason Jordan still is off house shows as well, dealing with whatever unnamed injury he has. Uh, Kevin Owens is, is obviously still a go for the Rumble and all that. He's just got some back injury that's nagging on him, so they give him a little bit of time off. Yeah, so hopefully that works out for him, you know, and, and does get him in better shape, you know. Uh, one of the guys that I love so much, and I'm so excited about talking about this guy, Pete Dunn, uh, he has been pulled from a show in the U.K. Why? Well, it's not because he's injured. It's because it looks like he is going to be doing something else, possibly. Speculation is that he is going to be gone from everything because he is looking to be a part of the pre-show of the Philadelphia Takeover show. That's a you know a fun special. Uh, really looking forward to that. Can't wait to see it. If he is a part of that, that's great. There's also you know some speculation that he could even be in that Royal Rumble we're talking about. What do you think about that, Sean? Sorry, um, had to try to not like have a freaking fit on the air here. What are we talking about? Oh, it's okay. I was just talking about Pete Dunn. Possibly, he got pulled from the UK show, so it looks like he could be a takeover or the Rumble. I mean, either one that he's in would be pretty awesome uh, just to see him. But I think having a spot in the Rumble kind of seems appropriate for him. Uh, the crowd will definitely know who he is over there in Philly. And look, he's the bruiserweight. He gets to beat up on some people. Maybe tease a a match at WrestleMania. Would be cool. I just put Pete Dunn on everything. Put him on Takeover. Put him on the stuff before Takeover. Put him in the Royal Rumble match. Put him on Raw. Put him on SmackDown. Just give me Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pete Dunn. That's all I want. I'm a simple man. I see Pete Dunn. I scream my head off. Uh, yeah. I I, uh, I second that motion. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just make it happen now. Oh, boy. I mean, I'm right there with you. I mean, this guy is amazing. He's so much fun to watch. And I think, you know, whatever they do with him, uh, it's going to work. I really feel that way. I feel that strongly about his ability, uh, about his, you know, just appearance and charisma and everything that he does. It's just so much fun. And, uh, you know, this guy is one of those people that I don't really worry about too much because I know he's going to succeed. So let's see what they do. Um, but that's speculation. Once again, not fact. That's just some of the things we've been hearing. And either way, it looks good from my point of you know, my, my perspective. Jeff Cobb is a guy that we'll be talking about next here. Uh, he's going to be looking to be doing some other things going forward. Uh, there's some talk recently that he may be leaving Lucha Underground uh, because, you know, there's been a lot of talks about many different stars from that promotion heading off and doing other things. But he, you know, has been in uh, the rumors uh, of joining Impact Wrestling or uh, doing something that he really likes to do, and that's stay with New Japan. Uh, so those talks are going around, Paul. Uh, what do you think this leads to? 
this this is really interesting actually because um one Cobb is going to be on season four of Lucha Underground, but there might be uh, himself and a lot of other characters coming back just to simply be written off on screen this season, um, since a lot of people still seem to want out of their deals with that show. Uh, and Impact Wrestling is sort of a, an interesting beast, uh, just because, you know, I certainly do think he would do well there, uh, just because he's just so talented, but um, I, I really feel like New Japan is, is the place he should be. The dude is just... He's, he worked out so well over there in the tag league, and I feel like he could carve himself a, a very nice place in Japan if that's what he wants to do. Yeah, I'd definitely say hope to see him in New Japan mm. uh, for the reasons Paul said. I mean, obviously he has a, a great character in Lucha Underground, and he, he does need to have that written off. I mean, and if he stays there too, it's not the worst thing, but you certainly don't want to see him in Impact. Jeff Cobb it definitely you know works well in Lucha Underground and really for everywhere he's been a part of and I really you know will think it's kind of sucky you know because I think Lucha Underground is a promotion that I love to watch and I love to follow and to see them lose him and a lot of these other people it just it really kind of saddens me. But, I mean, New Japan just seems like the most comfortable he is, right? He seems like he's in his element. He loves it. He, he you know, seems to be doing what he really likes to do there. So, if that's the case, I want him to do what he wants to do. And, hey, good for him, right? I mean, he gets that option to choose. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know, not, not everybody gets those options. Most people have to just take what they get. And this guy can, can definitely choose. So, whatever he does, I'm sure it's going to be great. Talking about New Japan, though, apparently they had been having some talks with Bill Goldberg, and they were really wanting to get him signed on for a big New Japan show before he got the WB Hall of Fame call from WB. But that did not happen. They did not ink a deal with him, and the WB got him to be a part of their Hall of Fame this year. So those thoughts and those things are going to have to wait. Uh, but I mean, they were looking into it and Sean, I mean, that says something that means that, you know, they had some plans in mind. What do you think is going on there? Well, I mean, uh, you know, trying to use the WWE name to, to get some attention, right? They're trying to continue to grow, make inwards here in the United States and very much like Jericho, just see if it could work out for him. Uh, I feel like though Jericho works better, I don't know. Goldberg would seem like a total just okay. We're bringing him over for his name. I just don't know if he would work necessarily with New Japan. Yeah, uh, to me, the Goldberg deal sounded like something that they maybe wanted to bring him in for the U.S. show or something like that to kind of help secure the the seats. Um, even though I, I really don't think they would need it, but that that's sort of where my mind went. I don't know if I have a ton of interest in there either. New Japan already has a, a lot of Gajans, uh, and a lot of them that could go at a much higher level than Goldberg can at this time. So it, it would definitely just be four-name value to see what he would draw over there as well as uh, maybe trying to use him as sort of a, a star to push over here for a short time or something like that just to fill seats. So... Um, yeah, I mean, it's basically where I was, but it, the, just the thought of them approaching Bill Goldberg in 2018 is, is kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. 
I, you know, I just, you know, was a little taken aback, to be honest with you, because I really didn't think that name would kind of crop up based on some of the other talent that maybe is out there that they could go get. But, you know, hey, you know, you're right. I mean, Bill Goldberg, it is a name. It's somebody that, you know, people will come and travel to see. So I don't blame them, you know. Definitely, especially if you're using them in the U.S., not a, not a bad deal, uh, idea, at least. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know, things are going on here in, in the world of wrestling, and there's a lot of different things changing around. And what we've seen lately is different people moving places, and Conan is definitely one of those guys. We've seen him, you know, go from uh, Lucha Underground to Impact Wrestling to the Crash promotion and stick around. And then, you know, now he's with Era Lucha. So that's a guy that's been moving around, but apparently since he had left the crash, uh, the Impact Wrestling and them are no longer going to be partner up anymore. So I I don't know if this is a huge deal or anything, but I mean, you know, Impact Wrestling has been enjoying having those connections. So losing the crash, I'm sure, is kind of a sad thing for them. You know, uh, for me, one of the more interesting deals with Impact right now was sort of all the relationships that they established under the the gfw umbrella and all that and sort of how that played out on tv was kind of interesting because you got to see um you know their guys work in different matches all across the world and it sort of made them feel like bigger superstars you know and, and that sort of vein so i think losing one of those relationships kind of sucks but you know i mean they, they're still working with AAA and all that so it's not like it's a huge loss or anything but it, it was certainly an interesting little deal that they had going there for a little bit. Yeah, Paul brings up that point. I think that's important here is that it's – I think one of the other ones would have been a much bigger loss for them than, say, Crash. And Crash has kind of been up and down as it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I think they'll be they'll be fine. Yeah. It's just, you know, once again, it's, you know, maybe not be a major thing, but it is kind of interesting that, you know, now that you don't have the uh, GFW mark or, you know, Conan, people like that connected that, you know, have some of those relationships, you may see some of these things kind of peter out. But, I mean, uh, I'm sure they'll do some other things. And it is going to be, you know, a whole different world in impact once we get further away from what they once were, right? Because they're changing so many different people, so many wrestling talent is going to be leaving and coming and going and all that. So let's talk about someone else who will be leaving impact wrestling. And that is Hanaya the Huntress. Yeah, I know she seems like she just got there, right? Well, she did, <laughs> but she got uh, fired over the uh, last set of tapings. And that is because she refused to do a job. Yeah, that's right. She refused to lose to Sue young in 90 seconds. She said, uh, uh, uh-uh, not doing that. So they said, well, thanks for coming, but, uh, you can go home. So she claims that it was a mutual thing, uh, that they just kind of said, huh, well, we, we appreciate each other, but we're going to move on. But I have a feeling it really wasn't that mutual, but you know, who's to say Paul? I have a feeling it wasn't very mutual either. And, you know, it's not like she doesn't have a lot of the places she can go work, um, that maybe wouldn't present her a better opportunity, like maybe going back to Ring of Honor, where she actually might be higher up the card if that's what she sort of wants to do. But 
Yeah, I, I don't know if this is the sort of first outbreak of her being difficult to work with either, either. So I, I don't know. I, I really like her. I think she's a great talent. So I hope Hanaya finds her feet somewhere. Yeah, this kind of sounds like, you know, when anybody says, oh, they fire you. No, no, I quit. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I mean, you guys said it. It's not like Impact's losing anything really here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know what's funny? I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Paul, but I mean, I think she just literally made her debut on this last uh, episode, technically. I believe Uh, you are uh, correct. So, uh, yeah, you know, I I watch Impact, and then I look on the news feed, and uh, she's fired. And like, oh, oh, just she just debuted to beat up Rosemary. Uh, what? So, yeah, very weird timing that that happened. But I mean, we know Impact films or stuff super early, or and just or a lot of them. So that's the kind of price price you pay for doing that. Uh, you know, they'll probably be dealing with another issue too, because uh, Sienna apparently was hospitalized in those set of tapings recently, uh, and the reason is is because she had some problems with blood clots in the lungs, and they're you know possibly due to a broken rib or maybe even just a collapsed lung, but still. That sounds bad. That sounds like that is not any fun at all, Sean. I mean, oof. That sounds awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry for her that she's having to go through that. That is no fun at all, and hopefully she gets better. Mm-hmm. It's, she's going to be out of action for a little bit, so I don't know if it's going to affect impact tapings or anything like that, but as far as indie dates go, she she won't be able to perform at any of them, even though she said she will still make appearances, so. Yeah, I, you know, at least she can do that. And, you know, you just feel bad because, you know, she may have had some good things coming her way. Who knows? Uh, but anytime you miss, you know, uh, an extended period of time, you know, you're missing out on a lot and you're probably missing out on a lot of money. Uh, so that's just really, really bad deal for her. Yeah. I mean, just blood clots in your lungs just doesn't sound productive to living. Oh, it just God. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Just a fight to breathe. I mean, you, you always hear, uh, you can break my arm, break anything, but let me breathe. Mm-hmm. And when you have those kind of conditions and you can't breathe, oof, it's just that's suffering. Yeah. So. Uh, let's talk about Silas Young. Why? Well, because yeah, I like to do it. But not only that, uh, he's been in our mouths a lot lately. We've been talking about the fact that he hasn't had a deal with Ring of Honor, that they let that expire. Um, but now we have the, uh, you know, interesting thing that he got interviewed and, uh, recently, uh, that, you know, he is going to be absolutely signing with ring of honor. So I'm glad about that, Paul. Yeah, me too. Silas Young and ring of honor is just a great fit right now. And Silas, I just really bring something different to the table that you can appreciate within the, the confines of that promotion. So super happy for that. Apparently he just likes yanking the internet's chain, which, you know, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people do. Yeah, I think that's the best place for him. I'm glad he's staying there. Mm. Yeah, I am too. So uh, thank you, CBS Sports, for getting that interview and finding out that information because I've been begging and hoping to find out. So uh, Ring of Honor also announced today that they have got something else kind of 
cool happening. They'll have Kota Ibushi along with them when they have that big Super Card of Honor show. So that is excellent news. I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, Sean, that looks like just with his name on that card, a lot better. Well, of course. Anytime you can add Kota Ibushi to the list of people appearing, it already makes it a great, uh, even better show than it was. So, going to be uh, awesome to see who he's facing. Yeah, I mean, they, they've already announced uh, Omega and Tanahashi on this show as well. Now with Ibushi, if you're not throwing your money at this show, uh, what, what are you doing? What, what, what are you doing? Yeah, really. I mean, I've already took my shirt off, and I'm just talking about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be you know uh, really fun to watch that show because you, you've got some great New Japan talent joining forces with Ring of Honor. And I'm sure there's some other nice things that will be taking place between now and then. So, Super Card of Honor, it's looking good. I have this uh, anime that I watch called Food Wars that whenever the the main guy that's judging the food goes mm. bare chested it means he he loved the food so when gary takes his shirt off you know that he's uh, loving what we're talking about yes <laughs> yes so now people are getting those visuals and they're terrified but that's okay <laughs> uh <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, there you go, guys. That is quick hits uh, for this episode. And of course, we'll be giving you some more of the quick hits just uh, coming up next show. But now we are going to move on in our show and we are going to be talking Ring of Honor right after this. All right, Ring of Honor. Uh, still in Philadelphia here, and we open with some footage that took place at the end of last show uh, with the Kingdom attacking Dalton Castle and the boys after it went off the air. Uh, and then we get a promo from Taven saying that he's basically just going to start taking everything he believes he deserves since Ring of Honor is not going to put him in a position uh, to get these sort of things like Dalton Castle has gotten uh, throughout his career with the company, so... Very, I, I enjoyed that promo. I, I thought it was very awesome. Taven, all kinds of fired up. Uh, I mean, maybe one of the more underrated people in Ring of Honor right now. Oh, I totally agree. And, you know, when you uh, look at him, you know, you really think to yourself, man, he, he's just got that charisma. You know, he makes everything feel important that he talks about or is involved right. in. So, uh, I, good job on him. I, I'm right there with you. I think that promo was great. Absolutely. Uh, excuse me. Um, Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles are up for grabs next as uh, the dogs, for, for some reason, because for the life of me, Gary, I couldn't think what they have done to earn a title shot, but they're getting it against the guns here. Uh, and, of course, the Motor City Machine Guns retain uh, after their little cradle driver thing, uh, which I don't believe has a name yet, but I, I actually enjoyed this. I thought this was one of their more entertaining matches that they've had. Um, with another team, and it, I mean, it, it kind of gets a little dull down the stretch just because you like, okay, here it comes. You know, the guns are about to win, but it's 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 fun for what it is. Yeah, I mean, you say, what do they do to, to deserve this? Uh-huh. Uh, it's called pity. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you guys are are, are halfway funny. You kind of do what you're trying to get across. Let's go ahead and do something for you, kids. You know, it. it you know, I don't know. I, I just, 
I think to myself those same things, and then I look at this match and say, well, you know what? The guns definitely helped those guys, and those guys did put some work into it. They they mm-hmm. they really felt like that they were motivated. I just don't know. I mean, you're probably right. I I, I didn't get super into it. I thought it was a decent match. But, I mean, I was never really super excited about it. And when the guns won, I was not really saying anything. But, yeah, that should have happened. Right. Right. Uh, And, of course, during the post-match, too, you have the Briscoes come down and claim that the championships are basically their property. And there's not a thing the Motor City Machine Guns can do to stop them from recovering their property. So, uh, Briscoes continuing to make the title challenges... Uh, and then we cut backstage to SoCal Uncensored approaching Shane Taylor and paying him off to sort of watch out for Bullet Club members uh, when they go down to the ring. Uh, so, you know, th- keeping the Shane Taylor gimmick alive here, I-, I really like this. I feel like they're doing one of the better jobs I've seen with a Hitman sort of character. Um, and Shane, of course, is-, is quick to let him know that if the check bounces, uh, he's going to be paying him a visit. Yeah, he, he really was, right? And, and, and I don't want to, you know, knock Tyrus, but I, I just, at times I felt Tyrus on Impact Wrestling kind of got this gimmick and did a decent job, but it was always kind of a little bit at times kind of silly or just, it just was not working the way it needed to. But I really felt like Shane Taylor. You buy it, you believe it, right? Uh-huh. And uh, I think it also did help a little bit that, you know, Caprice Coleman had a discussion with him. You got a little bit more information that way, too. Right. But I just I'm really enjoying this uh, Shane Taylor hitman thing. I think it fits. It works. And and it is believable. You really feel like this guy is really into what he's doing. So I think this is good. And it's a good addition here. And I I love that interaction between him and, of course, the the SoCal team. Uh, it, It was good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, we then cut to uh, a promo with Kenny King, uh, who talks about how he hasn't had his head on a swivel because Silas keeps finding ways to one-up him, whether it's a beer bottle to the face or adding Brian Malonis to their group. And, uh, of course, he makes a lot of fat jokes in relation to Brian and the Beer City Bruiser, uh, which is sort of whatever. But, uh, you know, not not bad work from Kenny here, all things considered. You know, just the fat shaming thing. Come on, man. What's up with that? I mean, can't all be people. You know, Kenny King yeah. is. Yeah, I, I'm not. No, not you're not. I'm definitely not. No, I'm not saying that. I mean, I, I'm just saying that Kenny King. Uh, tush, you know, tish tish. Is that what they say? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I mean that's that's what you do when you cut a promo. You, yeah. you make fun of people. You give them a hard time. That's hey, Kenny King's doing what he's supposed to do. I think this is fine. I mean, you you need to make him relevant, right? He's got to, to still be around, and you're not going to have him wrestle on this show. So I think this is, uh, you know, something that was needed um, mm-hmm. and didn't have to be very long. I, I think it worked out the way it needed to. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's just just a nice little thing. Keep that feud going, let you know he hasn't forgotten anything, all that great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Josh Woods takes on Jonathan Gresham, uh, one-on-one. This is sort of a bit of a grudge match. These guys wrestled each other on the pre-show, a final battle where Gresham ended up winning, um, and Woods believed it to be sort of a fluke. So that's, that's why you're getting that here. And commentary does a beautiful job of this as well. They bring up Gresham's interview, uh, on Coleman's pulpit. They, they talk about the pure wrestling and pure title that they had back in the mid-2000s. Uh, bring up some of the guys who are more synonymous with it. I, I really, 
really like that. Uh, and it's good to know I'm not nuts that that's what I thought they were talking about either. So um, Gresham ends up winning this after assaulting his right knee. Uh, ends up then dizzying, uh, making him dizzy with a whole bunch of spins and turns that eventually leads into this bridging pin that he's starting to use. I, I tell you what, I Gresham is just such a joy to watch um, for everything he does. He's he's really great at the grappling game, but he sells, I think, much better than a lot of other people in wrestling, at least across all the products that we watch do right now. It's, I mean, he eats a knee in this that is just absolutely disgusting uh leaping off the middle rope and woods just clocks him and looks like he's about to die <laughs> it's it's awesome yeah it really is and i i agree with you i think that jonathan gresham is one of those guys that really really deserves every bit of praise he gets mm-hmm. i just I, I think so much of this guy once again a reason why i really don't see the significance or the need to give him a special title or, or anything like that. And I get maybe why, um, and maybe it does do him more of a service, especially if they're not planning on putting him in a major heavyweight title match in the near future. Maybe you find a way. Of course, I think the TV title is what it's used for too, right? So, uh, you know, I, I don't want them playing special things for him, but at the same point, if it's going to get him over, it's going to get him some, you know, movement in the direction of being more successful i'll be okay with it i I love every bit of it and i liked this match i think this match had some great moments in it like you said you just really just enjoy every single match he's in and this is just another one of them i I think gresham is one of the probably uh the guys that i like to watch most when especially when it comes to technical wrestling so Mm You know, I, I want to see more of him, and I think you know it's it's definitely a good thing when he's getting victories, even if it is over Josh Woods. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree completely. Uh, so we move on. Coleman's pulpit uh, with coast to coast, uh, and, and Caprice is basically doing what he usually does here. He's trying to drive a wedge in between the two teammates here, who are uh, still awaiting to find out who their opponents are going to be for their big uh, "we win this match or we split up" deal that they have going on. Um, and after trying to, to be that guy, you know, basically being himself, being the guy that poked the bear a little bit, uh, Coast to Coast get a little upset. He's like, hey, well, you know, I know who you guys are going to be facing in this match. And, uh, you know, I'm willing to tell you if you guys want to know. And they go, of course we want to know. And it turns out it's War Machine. So uh, it's nice knowing you guys. <laughs> You may want to go ahead and plan your uh, singles careers uh, accordingly. <laughs> go ahead and do that, and uh, we, you know, thanks for coming and, and joining the tag team division. Exactly. See you next round. Uh, you know, I think it, I, I really like this for the fact that we have these two guys sitting down mm-hmm. talking about that they are really our friends and they love each other and they respect each other and kind of giving you more details on why they even made that decision. This is not like they've just all of a sudden hated each other overnight, right? Mm -hmm. They still Mm -hmm. respect each other. They still have a lot of affinity for each other. They just want to do what's right. And so they feel they've got to do that and they've got to hold the fire underneath their own feet. So they're doing it this way. So all this makes sense. All this is great. And Caprice Coleman is the perfect foe to get involved and to really push the buttons that need to be pushed, right? Exactly. I, I think overall it was a very successful Caprice pit, or pulpit, and I think that we got what we needed out of it. Mm-hmm. And in that 
information about War Machine just really just seals the deal for you because you better be looking for these guys to have a nice little singles career. Right. Uh, you know, in their in their promo in front of the crowd uh, at the last set of tapings where they did this, um, they they didn't really seem all that comfortable. And, and this is sort of night and day. They obviously this is pre-taped, so uh, and, and they're backstage, so they don't have a crowd watching them. But they looked much more comfortable. I thought Shaheem Ali really shined in this, even though he's he's doing most of the talking. But you know, his personality and all that I think really sort of shines through. Uh, really made it you know easy to like him. Uh, and all that great stuff. So I, I thought he, I should mention that he, he, I thought he was great in this segment too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, it's one of those things that, you know, you don't really expect to get much out of. Uh, and mm-hmm. sometimes the, the pulpit is not, it's really just, Oh, this is kind of silly, but no, but actually I felt like you got something definitely important here. So good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, and then of course, talking about important, here comes Cody, uh, who's going to speak for the first time since he lost the championship. And uh, he says, you know, a final battle, my hubris might have gotten the best of me. Uh, I did all these things to Dalton trying to strip away um, the, the, the glitz and, and the boys and all this other stuff just to leave a simple man for me to beat. But he turned out to be the better man at final battle. I have a rematch, however, Dalton, so don't, don't really think we're done yet. Uh, and I will come for that championship whenever I deem to. But in the meantime... I still have the official ring uh, of honor. And, of course, he's talking about the big gaudy ring around his finger. But here comes the kingdom. Here comes Matt Taven. Uh, Taven says, you know, you're trying to make me feel bad for you, but I just, I don't. You know, you've been handed everything, Cody. You took the easy way out upon getting the ring of honor by joining the Bullet Club. You've had all these things handed to you time and time again. Meanwhile, ring of honor keeps looking down on me, keeps overlooking me. Uh, all these other things, and you know it's 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 enough, and he just starts running Cody down and all this other stuff. Cody finally fires back uh, and says that his blonde hair at Final Battle got more of a pop than Matt Taven ever will, which had me rolling. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and demands that Matt Taven kiss the ring, uh, and Taven surprisingly does, only to shortly follow it up by kicking Cody square in the nuts. Oh boy, this was great. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have to say, and you got a guy in Cody. You know he's going to come out. And he's going to cut a great promo. He's going to sell himself very well. Mm-hmm. And then you have Taven show up, and you're like, "What is this about?" And like I told you earlier, Taven makes himself feel important. Yep, and he really does. You don't think of this guy just coming in as a Oh, he's a tag team wrestler, or he's just a leader of a faction, just coming and just kind of... No, you don't even... I honestly do not even think the re- about the rest of the kingdom. I just don't. I think of Matt Taven by himself, about what he's doing. Everything he says is right there that it makes common sense. It, it's, it's really in your face. And I just think these guys complement each other so very well, so... Mm-hmm they're both heels it's gonna be kind of funny to see how they work that thing out uh it's kind of funny that cody becomes a little bit of the baby face here by getting kicked in the nuts so interesting very interesting i want to know more you know i mean that's how the bullet club sort of runs in ring of honor until 
when they're battling faces, they they are certainly the heels. But when it comes time for them to fight a heel, they 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 are the face just because the crowd loves them that much. So, um, I I agree. This segment is great. I, Taven, since they really started bringing this whole conspiracy thing into focus and and sort of letting him be this super pissed off character, is a very sympathetic heel. So I you know I don't know necessarily how much I want to boo this guy because I want to see Taven succeed uh, despite being a very sort of flat and boring guy for so long. He's really found his way uh, in the last couple of years or so. And I just, I think him and Cody are going to have some great, not only in the ring, but just as far as segments go, you know, if you can stand out in segments in Ring of Honor, I really feel like you got something um, just because it's not something they always put a lot of attention on. So hope we get more of this going forward. Uh, me too. I'm really, really hoping so, and I think that this is going to be a really fun part of Ring of Honor every week, or whenever they air it, or whenever they have them on. It doesn't matter. All that matters is having those two guys interact, it's going to be a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a quick video package for Punishment Martinez, uh, where he believes himself to be an executioner. He, of course... One survival of the fittest last year. He has a world title shot coming up somewhere down the line. We just don't know when yet. And that leads us to our main event. Dragon Lee and Teton taking on the Young Bucks and the best friends in a uh, three-way tag match. And this is exactly what you expect. It's high-flying flippies and, and crazy spots and, and just a real good time. And, of course, Chucky e. T during the entrance takes a streamer to the face and dies. Literally just falls down and dies. It's it's terrific. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you would have thought he got shot with a pistol or something. It, yeah. it, it's it's awesome. It's just great. <laughs> uh, going down to the finish, too. Uh, Dragon Lee leaps over the top rope to do his Hurricane Rana deal. Nick, however, just drops him in a power bomb on the apron. That is absolutely disgusting. Um, I swear to God, if you go find this match and see that, you're you're going to cringe a lot like I did. Young Bucks end up winning it after that with a Meltzer driver on, on Teton. So, uh, you know, I mean, the Young Bucks, you know, this is this is their kind of match. Best friends look awesome in this, too. They're going to be ROH Tag Team Champions somewhere down the line. I just feel it in my bones. And Dragon Lee and Teton, honest to God, look like they could have won this a couple of times. So I think hats off to everybody for a great match here. I agree. And, you know, it's one of those matches where it's just a lot of fun, lots of different great spots. And, uh, you know, uh, really with guys that they have involved, are, are you surprised? No, not really. I mean, my goodness, all all these guys are just super talented. So I think it was a great main event. I think it gave you something to, to really, you know, sink your teeth into. And it didn't have to be super serious or anything. And you still get all the athletic stuff you want. You still get all the other cool stuff. So really happy with it. And I think it was a, a great main event. Yeah, I agree entirely. It is. In the post-match here to send us home, you have... Uh, SoCal and Censor jump out and attack the Young Bucks until Hangman Page runs in to to run everybody off, and we we go to the the copyright screen. So uh, the six man tag team title feud still alive and well between all these guys, um, and, and we'll just have to wait and see what's going to go down on Ring of Honor next week, Gary. 
Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing where they take us next in that. And uh, Ring of Honor will be a lot of fun next week, I'm sure, to talk about. Uh, But yeah, that pretty much wraps up this show for tonight. We appreciate all of you that have joined us. We've had a lot of fun. Lots of great discussions to be had uh, on, of course, our next episode, which will be this coming Friday morning. You're not going to want to miss that because we are going to be having more great wrestling news for you guys. Plus, we'll be talking a little bit more extensively about Impact Wrestling because we missed last week. So we may touch on a few things that happened on the past episode and, of course, dive into the regular episode that'll be coming this Thursday. And then, of course, we'll be giving you not just one Superstar of the Week. We'll actually be giving you this past week's Superstar of the Week as well. So you've got a double dose of Superstar of the Week to look forward to. And a lot of other great stuff, I'm sure, coming your way. Trust we'll have me. have a triple previews going on because you got NXT TakeOver, well, Rumble, and the uh, New Japan Sapporo shows as well. Yeah, so we've got a packed show. A really fun one, and uh, trust me, it's going to be chock full of greatness. So we're looking forward to that. And, of course, hey, there's all the great things to look forward to. If you haven't already listened to it, please go listen to it now. Go listen to that Raw 25 episode we just did. It is so much fun. We kind of go throughout the entire show, talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. Go check it out if you haven't already. And, hey, go check out all those other great shows that are on the W2M Network. We have plenty of them. You don't want to miss a minute of the action over there. The way you go do that is you go subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. W2M Network. Type it in. Put it in. Hit that subscribe button. Rate and review. And hey, if you just want us, same way. Wrestling of the Max, subscribe button, rate and review, and there you go. You get all our great content in one nice place, and you don't ever miss an episode. And hey, make sure you give some love to FormulaOneMania.com and LastWordOnProWrestling.com. They got some great wrestling content, too. Lots of great articles, other things that you're going to be wanting to read up and look at. So please go check them out. They support us. Let's go support them. So... There you go, guys, with all that. We cannot wait to get back with you guys. But until we do the next time, we just want you guys to know, if you're not living life to the max, you're not living life at all. You know it. Peace. Previous podcast is a W2Mnet.com original podcast. For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports.